Hello guys and welcome back to one of my fanfic readings. I am hoping that this one is going to be fun for you guys. I actually had a couple different ones planned but I ended up going with this one as I'm currently writing it at the moment. I do have another big project planned but that one intimidates me. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to do it. I promise I will. Um, I just need the time and the focus and sometimes life gets in its way. I, I, I must not lie to you. But we're going to start off with a little fun story. Um, it's currently in process so there's going to be around I think three to four chapters and it should be smaller and more easier for me to handle. So whenever you're ready, sit back and enjoy. She Who Owned a God by the Hooligan P. Chapter 1 Unwilling Cargo. My feet ached as I waited for the final minutes to tick by. Almost 8 p.m., and the night sky looked so tempting and so free. Alright, see you tomorrow, the boss says, but my annoyance won't let me make eye contact, so I don't pay him any mind as I place my finger on the bioscan and clock out. Proceeding to jogging out to the exit, I didn't bother saying goodbye as I should have left six hours ago. But of course, the store was understaffed and guess who had to stay? I looked around the empty streets and started to take off my black medical mask for a fresh of breath air, expanding my lungs unfiltered. I sigh, wishing I could just quit that damn job and just relax for a while, for rent wasn't cheap. And ever since Jenny, my roommate, had moved out to whatever the fuck middle of nowhere she came from, I had to help. I had no help with the bills. It was all up to me. And though technically it is doable, it sucks. And I'm down enough to get food exclusively from the dollar store, except for when my mom could spare $40 on me. I'm planning on downsizing, and that also costs money. And maybe having a roommate wasn't a good idea anymore. Life has changed so much since the pandemic. Loneliness and the appeal of city life found itself to be quite bittersweet. Places aren't open late anymore. And I'm not going to just chill in public places and catch whatever new fucking hip coronavirus variant was out there. Yes, it's isolating, but also quite free. Free from the act of social pressures and the bullshit of everyday life. But now that we're trying to force everyone back to normal and pretend that people didn't have any fucking freedom anymore, they didn't understand that family and friends are way more valuable than any stupid job. The bus approached the stop, but I decided not to run for it. Just let it go. I didn't want to have to wear a mask anymore if I could avoid it. So straight home I was. My head flew up into the clouds, thinking about all the things I would do if I didn't have to work anymore. Well, at least almost every day. And all those unnecessary responsibilities that they didn't want to pay me for. Walking home alone again tonight. Head coming back into focus, scanning where the voice was coming from, looking from street to street. Hello? I asked to the darkened streets, but no response came back. I shrugged my shoulders, figuring it was the wind, and kept walking, a little creeped out, but not particularly scared. But just in case, I put my mask back on once again. I walked a little faster. 
But then again, my old apartment building came into view, giving me the feeling of comfort, and I couldn't wait to get on my bed. My heart fell at ease as I entered the gray and green, ugly yellow apartment lobby. I made my way to the four flights of steps of the chipped red paint. Something felt off, like the feeling of someone lurking in the distance, watching from afar. I opened my door quickly, getting inside as fast as possible. I breathed a sigh of relief when I locked the door. Changing out of my ugly red smock and wearing my comfy blue Cookie Monster PJ pants and oversized black t-shirt, I proceeded to make a small dinner and eventually knock out on the couch to Demon Slayer. Hours passed until I stirred from my seat, my stomach growling for something sweet. Well, no point in staying here. I ran out the house with the sweater and my fluffy black slippers, knowing I was only going to the corner store. And I wasn't like they hadn't seen me in my worst. No, <laughs> this was leagues above that. Running down the stairs, I made my way across the street, thanking God that the lights were still on. And once again, I had this weird feeling that somebody was watching me. Maybe it was my anxiety. Maybe I was just off. Quickly grabbing a honey bun and a soda from the back, I made my way to the cashier. All the items in left the money on the cash counter as I nodded and left. Something dark walked in the corner of my eye and my head quickly turned, finding a shadow. I stepped back, seeing somebody in a black cloak. That was pretty unusual for the middle of the city and even more unusual when there was no one else around. The regular sound of the block in the air, with the distant noise of an ambulance in the background. I hope it was just crossing by me, but something made my screen crawl as he walked towards me. I walked across the street, ignoring the green light, and they followed right behind. What the fuck? A person grabs my arm, their touch burning. Hey yo, what the fuck? I screamed, hop, hoping he would catch people's attention, but instead there was no noise, not even a faint sound of an ambulance or a person screaming out of the window. They pulled me in and I backed, using all of my strength, my wrist feeling the screeching of pain as my muscle warmed. Fear creeped into me. Is this an abduction? Is he trying to kill me? Was this a setup? Let go! Yo, let go! Unable to recognize my voice anymore as I sounded desperate, rasping and terrified. Sleep now, child. It said, its voice sounding like many voices put together. My body, my mind resisting, but my head swayed. Unable to put words together, I dropped. Pain spread through my shoulder, my teeth grinding, trying not to scream as my eyes faded open, feeling dry. I rolled my eyes, breathing heavily through my mouth as the heat made my throat dry. My tongue felt like sandpaper against the roof of my mouth. The only coming into consciousness with the pain being high, the highest motivator. I stared out into the strange, lonely darkness, my body rocking gently as if in a crib. Hello again. The voice was the one I remember hearing. I tried to rise, but the pain traveled from my spine laid me right back down. Who are you? Where the fuck am I? Everything in due time. 
Nah, that's bullshit. What the f is going on here? I moved my head back and forth, noticing that it was some kind of a wooden boat. Small waves brought droplets of water on board. Like I said before. Where the fuck am I? I cut him off, holding back tears. I'm not gonna let this ass see me as weak. I saw it on a documentary. Stare killers, they like it when their victims cry, and I'm not gonna be a victim. I'm gonna make it home. Shitty as my home was, I'm gonna be over there before I'm anyone's dead fucking body. <laughs> a strange male voice laughed loudly. Okay, this is all a misunderstanding. She'll come sit her with. The fuck I will. Getting tired of the situation, of course he had a partner. The coward couldn't even attack me one on one. <laughs> the odd male voice laughed again. Attempting to move again, I used my elbows as a prop to try and to see if that asshole was kidnapping me in front of my building. And I was finally able to lift my head to see two strange figures next to me. One sitting right in front of me was the asshole in the cloak. Beside him stood a strong man with a scar on his lips and ink black hair, his eyes staring into me in an unsettling smile. Hey, sweetheart. The man scared me as he said that with a wink, making my skin crawl. Yeah, he was handsome, but his vibe gave off something fierce. Like if I messed with him, I wouldn't make it out alive. He rode the boat with a wooden staff, ingrained with inordinate designs. His arms were thick. Biting my tongue and thinking about my next move, I had to ask. Who are you? His smile rose more, stretching the scar on his lips. The person in the cloak raised a pale hand. I said everything will be revealed in time. That's not good enough. I tried to get up, but seeing that I didn't have the strength, I moved closer to the edge of the boat. What do you think we're going to do, sweetheart? The scarred man asked, with a look of content and entertainment on his face. You're not going to fucking take me alive. I swallowed my dry throat. It was risky and probably stupid, but if I chose how I live, I was going to choose how I fucking died, and no one was going to stop me. The person with the cloak reached out his hands towards me, but I pushed myself further towards the edge. What are you talking about? My hand squeezing onto the ledge. Look around, sweetheart. You just have pretty little head of use for something. I didn't let his words affect me, but I looked around noticing the vast emptiness. There were small lights coming from the distance, around 16 going behind me. Looking down into the water, images of people screaming and drowning came out of the murky waters. I pulled back towards the center of the boat. I can tell that you have many questions, and this asshole over here isn't that tight right now, but I will. Come on me. Told you I wouldn't. Ah, shut up. I'm not getting the same guest. The scarred man interrupted. Some like to call me Sharon, the carrier of the newly deceased souls and the welcomer of the underworld. But sometimes I go by Joji. My stomach bubbled, bile rising in my throat. Don't look so great. You're not dead yet, anyways. I looked over the boat, seeing hands swallowed by the water, and it felt pretty hellish. Yet? Yes, you have some special circumstances that you're 
Better job taking with the big guy. My cheeks felt puff. The big guy? Like the devil? <laughs> yeah, you should definitely call him that when you see him. He said with a wink. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. The close person said, and I choose to ignore that asshole clerk. What's with the people in the water? And what is a cloak asshole? Uh, a reaper? And why am I here if I'm not dead? A lot of good questions, but I don't know why you're here. I don't know what the big guy wants with you. And honestly, I highly doubt Cloak Boy over there knows either. Toji sat taking out a cigarette and offered me one. I declined with a wave and Toji shrugged. That's enough. The cloak person said, Make sure you're ready. We have some writing to do. Toji and I frowned. Funny, after all this time of not speaking, he found something to say. Looking back, the scene of a large mountain terrains laid as wide as my eyes could see, as if hiding something in the distance. Toji docked a bow, and the club person skipped out first, but Toji was kind enough to extend a hand, allowing me to climb and steady my footing. Letting the cloak person walk ahead, I think, told you, but he just smiled. Good luck, Curly. As his boat floated back into the newly thickened fog. Come on, let's go. We don't have forever. Well, <laughs> you don't. The cloak person said, walking further into the mountains. My stomach nodded, but what else would I do? It's not like I can swim back. That's not an option. So I walked forward into the unknown. And that was chapter one. I should be working on chapter two very quickly. And remember, this story is still unfolding. So if you'd like to read it out, please feel free to check it out on EO3. Thank you.